If not, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah to the 40th chapter in the 31st verse. My children will say, wait a second, we think we heard this. Um, about Monday, the Lord started working a word into my mind, a word in my heart. And I like when he does that, because uh, he's feeding my soul, giving me what I stand in need of. Wednesday, we got ready to go to church. Out at Victory, we went out that way. And I knew when I was headed there, it's like, oh, Lord, you about to have to preach. Now, y'all saying, well, you're the preacher. You preach all the time. What are you talking about? I'm just saying that sometimes it's just a little different. Sometimes, for whatever reason, it just seems a little different. The Lord puts something on your heart a little different. And you preachers know what I'm talking about. It's not ever just an easy thing, just to be honest, to stand behind the pulpit. Y'all, it's a fearful thing. Now, I love standing and preaching, not because I like to hear myself, because I like to preach, because I like to serve the Lord, and I like to get in the center of His will. So Wednesday night, we're headed to church, and there's this feeling that come across me, I'm going to have to preach, and I hadn't been asked, but I'm going to have to preach, and I was like, no, I'm going to put that away. I just put it away. We went to eat, kids and I, and, uh, and I'm sitting there eating, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to preach. We get up, up to Victory. We get there a little bit early, and, uh, uh, and we're, we're sitting down, and the preacher comes up to me, and he says, Now, Brother Brian, if you have a word, you just preach it. <laughs> and I thought, Oh, Lord, how did I get out of this? And I thought, I told him, I said, I tell you what, if the Lord moves, I'll move. Knowing, all the whole, knowing the whole time he's already moved. He's already given me the word. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't want to step out of place. I, I want to be in his place in the right time. And then the singing time come and the testimony time come. And then he said, all right, Brother Brian, just go ahead. And you got something. I don't remember what he said because all I could hear was, it's your turn. It's your turn. My heart beating out of my chest. And I got to preach Wednesday night. Really wasn't prepared. So and then I began to think, okay, Lord, what about Sunday? What what would you have me to do? And this is all I could get. And I said, Lord, I, I don't like that. This is human, okay? I, I want you to understand this. I got to get the human side out of it so that we can get to the word. The human side says, don't preach that again. If you just preach it, and, and, and they just going to think you recycling the message. Now, the real reality is, and a, a message I can preach to you that's not a recycled message because right. it had to come yeah. from the Lord. And not only did it have to come from the Lord the first time, mm -hmm. it's been in this Word a lot longer than I've been around, and it's been preached more times than we can preach it. Uh, it, it are y'all with me? It, the Word was good enough for them back then. Yeah. It's good enough for us today. Amen. 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 So uh, whether it's recycled or not, the Lord gave me something a little bit more than I had the first time. He said, you got to preach this. So somebody here this morning needs to hear this message. And this message is that you need to wait on the Lord. I want to tell the sister, I appreciate her testimony. She said, just keep praying. Just keep praying. Can I tell you this morning, maybe you've asked already one time. Maybe you've already went to that well, but you just seem to be still dry. Can I tell you this morning, Wait on the Lord. Yeah. He will hear. Right. And he has an answer. Mm -hmm. And it's probably on the way. Yeah. But regardless, 
wait on the Lord this morning. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, the first part of that says, They that wait upon the Lord. There's a condition here. Uh, now, we like the last part of it. This is actually uh, my father, he tells me. It's his favorite verse. Because uh, it's got some really powerful things there at the end of it. There's some strength beyond measure there at the end of that, uh, end of that book there. Uh, there is some uh, power in those words. But you must wait upon the Lord. Those of you that were in Sunday school this morning, Brother Jeremy said and he waited. Some of y'all might got uncomfortable while he waited. But can I tell you, when we get ahead of the Lord, we're just in ourselves. To, to wait upon the Lord means that you're not seeking you, you're seeking Him. See, there's a word there that says upon. Upon. To wait upon the Lord means I'm waiting on Him. I'm not waiting on somebody else. I'm not waiting on myself. I'm not waiting on the world to get right. I'm waiting on Him. Yeah. Now, I like how it says the word upon. Upon, if something is upon, there's two words in that, right? There's the word up and the word on. Y'all hear those two words, right? Upon is up, on. So think about it this way. When, when you need the Lord, you can wait up. On him. Amen. Are y'all with me? In other words, you can crawl up in his lap. Amen. And he'll 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 soothe you. He'll help you through times. Now we're not a patient people. Any of y'all any y'all ever had this problem happen to you? Now don't y'all start judging me, okay? Judge yourself. Don't judge me. Y'all ever sat at a red light and ain't nobody there? I mean, there's no traffic coming either way. Not anybody on the other side of you. You're just the only person there, and that light's red. And it seems like that light is so red that it's staying red. And it just continues there. And you begin to ask yourself the question, is this something wrong with this light? Is it broken? Does anybody know that this thing doesn't work? And you sit there, you've only been there just a few moments. But for whatever reason, we're impatient people. Now, some of you probably just went ahead and went on. I said don't judge me. You judge yourself this morning. <laughs> we are an impatient yeah. people. Yeah. Go, go to Walmart in just a little while after we get a service. We'll find some impatient people. We don't like to wait. We don't like uh, for things to, to take some time. Yeah. Amen. Uh, a young boy, the teacher said, if you'll go home and plant this seed, it'll grow into a beautiful flower. So that night he went home and planted the seed. And the next day he got up and he went to school and he said, you lied to me. And she said, what are you talking about? He said, I planted it, but there's no flower there. He wasn't willing to wait yeah. for the process to take place that needed right. to take place. Amen. He wanted to see it happen, yeah. and he wanted to see it happen right then. Yeah. That's who we are. We're an impatient people. Right. Amen. I'm telling you, go to the doctor's office and see it. What, you'll see a bunch of impatient people? Mm -hmm. Emergency room away. Oh, that's a terrible place because you're usually in pain or hurting or something's wrong, right? And they'll say, we'll get to you when we get to you, right? And you may be there for hours. We don't like to wait. Joseph in the Bible probably above anybody, at least as much as the next person, 
as at least as much, had every right to complain about waiting. Because you see, when he was a young man, he was about 17 years old, God gave him a dream, a vision of what would happen in his life. But yet, it took some 22 years, 22 years for that dream to come true. Think about that. 22 years, and maybe a little longer than that. It just depends on how you interpret the scriptures for him to wait for his dreams to come into action. And listen, listen, here's the worst part, is, is when he had the dream, he went and told people about the dream. It made jealousy happen in his brother's lives. They dug a pit and threw him in the pit, deciding whether or not they would end his life when some people come by and one of the older brothers said, let's not kill him, let's not have his blood on our hands, let's sell him into slavery. Now think about this. His brothers throw him in a pit and then sell him into slavery. You think you've had a problem waiting. Think about it now. Think about what you've caught on God for. Think about the things in your life that you've been asking and you've been talking to and, and you're just being a little bit impatient saying, Lord, now I've asked. Lord, now I've been good Christian. I've been to church. I've done the things you asked me to do. But why isn't it happening when I want it to happen? Have we waited upon the Lord? Not only was he sold into slavery, he became this slave. He was the best slave. He was a good slave. He worked hard at being a good slave until they promoted him. He's the high slave in the house. He's got rule over the, the, everything in the house pretty much except for a couple of things. And then, and then this woman, she starts eyeing him. You know, watch out for them women. They'll start looking at you. And she starts eyeing him. And she's like, I like him, right? And she begins to try to seduce him and try to get him to go into her ways. He runs away from her. And what happens, right? He did the right thing. He, he, was, he was doing the best he could do in the right time, in the right place. What happens? He's accused. Of something awful that he didn't do. Think about that. Think about it. Yet there's this vision that he's waiting on. You think he ever asked God? God? Are you sure that you really meant what you said? Are you sure that this vision is really for me? You think he ever questioned God? <coughs> Would you? Have you? Ever question? Mm. Mm. We're quiet this morning. I know. I know. I know. Pull them toes up. Tuck them under your bench. That's okay. It's, it's just the word's going to come by and it's going to just help put you right in the back place because see, here's the reality is, is we're an impatient people. We understand we have challenges. But, but the Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord. Do you hear that? But they. There is a group of people who are willing to wait upon God to see his strength come into their lives. Listen, there's a place for you to be amongst the number of people who can wait upon God and see his strength come into their life. There's a place for you to wait upon the Lord and not live in that place of frustration, of impatience that we so find ourselves so many times. There's a place for you. So, so not only is Joseph uh, bound by his brothers, thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, and now accused of a deed that he did not do, now he's thrown into prison. That's surely now he's at the low of lows. He's a prisoner. But there in the prison, what's he doing? He just, he's just the best prisoner that ever was. He's, just, he, he's a model citizen. The Bible tells us that there's two thrown in there that are from the king's house. There, there's a, a baker and a butler, and they're thrown in there with him. 
because of crimes that they do, because they, they turn the king against them. And they begin to have these dreams. And they dream these dreams. And they say, we don't know what these dreams mean. And, he's, and Joseph says to them, well, dreams are of God. And if you'll tell them to me, I'll interpret them for you. And so he begins to interpret their dreams. And so first comes the butler. And the butler tells him his dream. And the butler's dream is a good dream because it says by interpretation that he would be restored within three days to the king's house. And sure enough, he was restored to the king's house. The baker's dream was a bad dream. But, but what I want you to see is just Joseph's part. Joseph's in the right place, doing the right thing, looking for a vision that's to come. He's looking for that. That's on the other side. That, that's just a little bit better. But he thinks all along the way, when, Lord, when, Lord, will this thing happen? But I'm doing all these right things. And here he tells this man, don't forget me when you come back into the king's house. Don't forget about me when you're there with Pharaoh. Don't, don't forget about me uh, here in the jail. But the Bible says he forgot him. Now, I want you to know some of you are waiting. You're waiting, but then you get that little glimpse of hope. And then it's taken away from you. Y'all ever had that happen? Oh, it's about to happen. This is going to break. I'm going to, we're about to get out of this one. We're about to get out of this. You know, when the, the Bible uh, tells us about all these uh, tribulations and things that we're going to go through, and, and, and we know as people, sometimes it seems like when one thing comes, then another thing comes, and another thing comes. And you're just looking for the end of it. You're just looking for when will we get out of this mess. And sometimes there's this glimpse of hope. And he had a glimpse of hope. He said, I, I did the right thing. I interpreted his dream. And now he's free. And he's going to go tell him about me. And I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to get to do what God wants me to do. Yeah. You know he had to feel that way. But the Bible says he forgot about it. Two years pass. Two years pass. You got something you've been praying about for a couple of years. Think about that. Any of you been working on something for more than just a few days, a few months? Can I tell you now? 22 years has passed in Joseph's life since he's got the dream. Can I tell you there's a reason why your answer hadn't come yet? Hear me right now. There's a reason your answer hasn't come yet. Because you serve a mighty big God. And that mighty big God has a mighty big plan. And that mighty big plan has you in it. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. I'm going to get down right where you're at. Some of you don't realize that you're in the middle of God's plan. You're right in the middle of his plan for your life. But see, there's something going on right here. See, Joseph was created for a certain thing for a certain time. That's why the vision comes. But the problem was, Joseph was probably eager to get to where that vision was, but he could not get there until the world lined up in the right place. You see, because Joseph was made for something specific. And Joseph was made that he might bring deliverance to his brothers. But he couldn't bring deliverance to his brothers and to his father's house until there was a drought. Well, the drought had to take the right time and the right place. Well, before the drought could come, there had to be two men who were in the Pharaoh's house who had to be thrown in prison for the things that they had done. And before any of that could happen, there had to be a woman who would falsely accuse him so that he would be thrown in prison in the first place. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. There's a reason you're going through what you're going through. Because God has a plan, and to get you to that point, you've got to go through these things. Now, some of us, I want you to hear me this morning. Some of you just so caught into just this moment that you can't see that God's got a big plan for you. Yeah. They that wait upon the Lord. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 45 
that Joseph sees his brothers. He, he, he is overwhelmed. Can you imagine? These brothers sold him into slavery. What would you have thought about them? But the Bible says he's overwhelmed with emotion. His heart can contain it because he sees it differently than a normal person would see it. Why does he see it differently than a normal person see it? Because he finally began to understand the plan that God had put in his life. Because he says to them in verse 5 of chapter 45 of the book of Genesis, he says, Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with, your, with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Y'all understood how he got sent, right? He got sent through the pit, through the slave traders, through the false accusers, through the prison jail, yeah. through their freedom. There is a reason that you are where you're at. Now, now let me say this. Don't blame everything on God. Wait upon him. There's a difference. What are you saying? I'm saying... Sin has consequences. Sin can lead you into holes that God didn't put there for you. He's got a plan to get you out of them. He has an end for you. But sin can put an extra hole or two in your way. Sin can put another pit that didn't have to be there. Can I tell you this this morning? There's some pits you're going to go through, but some pits are our own digging. Amen. Quiet on that one. Some pits are our own digging. We dug them. Amen. Amen. We dug them. But some pits we got to go through. Yeah. But but now 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 you, you say, Pastor, you just created this awful thing. You said we're gonna go through all these things before we ever get to God's glory. Well, that's why we started in in, in the book that we started in Isaiah chapter forty, because I didn't want y'all to just give up on it. Isaiah chapter forty verse thirty one says, "But they that wait upon the Lord shall." All right, all right, listen to me now. God's got a plan for your life. He's got a big, great big plan all around us. Amen. And, and I believe all these things work together and we have a place of fulfillment. Now, let me just say this also. You can ignore God's moving. You can ignore his presence. His work will still be done anyway. You're going to miss out on your blessings. That's what's going to happen there. God's work will be done. Yeah. You can fit into it nice and neat or he can force you to go through some things or he'll give it to somebody else. But his work will be done. But here's the glory part of it. Listen, you ain't got to do it on your own. Because right. it says that they that wait upon the Lord shall. I, li I like that. They say, this ain't just a sort of maybe thing. <laughs> Listen, you, you may not go through the things that I go through. You may not be going through any tri troubles or stri trials right now. You may not feel like you're in a pit. This message may not be for you. Can I tell you, you may be tomorrow. Just hold on, okay? Right. Uh, but somebody may be going through some things right now. And they may feel like I in the pit and they're looking up and everybody around them is just beating them down. Uh, they may feel like I'm going through things that nobody else experienced. I want you to see something real quickly before we get back to Isaiah. In Joseph's life, it says he was thrown into a pit by his brothers. That sounds like family troubles to me. Any of y'all ever had any family troubles? Just say, just leave that alone. Uh, he was sold into slavery. Into slavery. You know, you know what that means, right? That means that there are other things uh, telling you what to do. I don't know if any of you ever had problems with that. Any, any of you maybe been in some bad relationships or had bad jobs or had idols in your life 
or had things pulling you this way and that way. Maybe you, maybe you don't relate with Joseph. I can relate with Joseph. He had to be uh, put in a prison. Maybe you've been bound. Maybe you some have a, uh, some problems with some depression. Maybe you have problems with addiction or fear. Can I tell you exactly what Joseph went through? You may be going through. It just looks a little different. But the Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I love that. Shall renew their strength. But I want you to see, there are three things written right here. Three things. I'm, I'm, I'm speeding up. Y'all stay with me. I'm speeding up. One, I want to start with it says that they shall run and not be weary. I want to start there. They shall run and not be weary. Okay, so what does that mean? That means those that serve the Lord... Run. In other words, there are times in your life when you're going. You're going for God. You're going as hard as you can. But I don't know if any of you are runners or not, but there's a point in that running when you want to stop. Yeah. Amen. Now, don't talk. When you start running, there's this point where you just feel like you're going to hit a wall. But if you'll have somebody to run alongside you, hear me now, somebody to come alongside you and run with you, you can press through that weariness and go farther. Somebody hear me this morning. You can go farther when somebody runs with you. Can I tell you, when you're running for the Lord, he'll come alongside you. He'll give you that little bit of water, and he'll run with you. And you will go farther than you would have went on your own. He'll give you the strength. He'll renew your strength as you've never been renewed. Now, some of y'all looking at me like, I ain't a runner. I ain't never been a runner. I see your faces. I know. I know which ones have. I can see them too. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you can't run, though. Not even do is walk. Well, he didn't leave you out. Because you hurt too bad to run. You just, you just ache. And you can't, can't run. But I can walk. He says there, and I said. 31, verse uh, 40, 31, it says, and they shall walk and not faint. But you see, there's a difference between walking and running. When you're running, it's hard to have a conversation with somebody if you're really running. But when you're walking, see the picture here. Lord can come beside you. He can put his arm around you. <coughs> he can walk with you. And he can talk with you. He can give you that that you stand in need of. You remember what it says? It says, it says they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, what happens is, is when you've gone as far as you can go, then the Lord will come by you and help you go farther. Help you go farther. But see, I like this part right here, and I've always missed this one. The first part says, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. When a baby eagle begins to fly, it gets up on the edge of the nest. The mother's made it uncomfortable. Now it wants to get out of the nest. And it's way high on this cliff. And it'll take a step off and it'll open them wings up. And it may or may not fly. But I'll tell you this. That mother won't let that baby hit the ground. Listen, when you can't run. When you can't walk. And when all you're doing is falling. The Lord will swoop you up in his arms. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm saying it don't matter if you're in a pit. don't matter if you're enslaved. don't matter if you're in prison. The Lord will give you the strength that you stand in need of. 
He'll give you more than you deserve. More than you can possibly comprehend. He'll give you what you stand in need of. Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. I'm about to close. Verse 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. The, verse 13 says, I, I would have fainted. I would have fallen. I would have given up. But I knew. I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. And because of that, I can wait a little further. Can I tell you this morning that whatever it is that you're waiting on God for, wait a little longer. He's not forgotten. He's not let go. He's not failed. He's going to give you the strength that you need to make it. And he'll be there every bit of the way. He believed that he would see the goodness of the Lord. The children of Israel had waited seven days. Seven days they were standing outside a great city walled Jericho. Seven days they had waited. But then the seventh day came and the walls fell down. Mary and Martha had waited for Jesus to show up. They waited on him. They thought, hey, if he'll just come, our brother Lazarus walked out. But four days passed, and Jesus didn't come. But then, the fourth day came. Are y'all hear me? But then, the fourth day came. Lazarus walked out of that old grave. The widow and her son waited for death. They had no food. They had nothing to sustain them. But then the Lord sent the prophet. And they didn't run out of oil. And they didn't run out of meal. They were supplied what they needed. Listen, you may have waited. And you feel like God's not hearing you. And you feel like he's not answering. Can I tell you this morning, he knows all about it. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't left you alone. He knows exactly where you're at this morning. Wait on him. He'll give you the strength that you need to go a little bit further. He'll give you just a little bit what you need. If all you can do is walk, he'll walk with you. If you can run, he'll run with you. If you can fall, he'll catch you. Wait on the Lord this morning. Wait on him. Wait on him. And he will answer. He will come through. It's been many years. I was studying all the times that people had to wait in the Bible this morning. I was just, I was just reading through them being a bit consumed, just to be honest. You know, Noah was told to build an ark so that he could escape the storm. Did you know that at least 50 years passed before the floods came? At least. Some people believe it was about 120 years. So imagine in your lives that you had to wait 50, 120 years for God to answer a prayer. Can I tell you when the when the rain started falling, boy, he's glad he waited on the Lord. Because he was safe in God's protection. Abraham waited 25 years for the promise of a son. The Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness before entering into the promised land. Can I tell you, your timeline and his timeline may not be the same, but if you wait on him, 
who give you the strength until the day comes. Wait on the Lord this morning. Wait on Him. You may be struggling. I'm telling you, now some of you got some deep pits. Some really bad slaves. This thing's bondage holding you down. Some of you got some prisons. Can I tell you, God's not forgotten you. He's not forgotten you this morning. He knows where you're at. Wait on him. How do I wait on the Lord? Seek him. Seek him. How do I wait on the Lord? Bow down before him at an old-fashioned altar. Say, Lord, today I'm asking what I asked yesterday, and I'm not giving up on you. I'm still waiting on you. Don't give up hope. Don't throw in the towel. Wait on the Lord. Y'all come get a verse of song. We're going to have time for prayer here. You may have a need this morning that you need to come and pray for. You may have something specific in your heart that you're burdened down with. If so, I ask you to come. Bow at this altar and wait on the Lord. You may not be in that pit right now. But the person down the pew from you may be. I ask you, when they start singing, if you feel the Lord sweep by your way, would you pray? You may not even know what you're praying for. I, I don't even know who this is for this morning. Lord, just really sweeping by this moment right now. Listen to me. You may not understand what's going on, but God does. He sees the whole picture. He sees the whole path. I looked around this morning, and I started seeing some faces I hadn't seen in a while, and I was kind of excited. The Lord just kind of lifted my heart. I'm so glad to see them this morning. I don't understand why God puts you here in this place, in this time. But just like Joseph, he sent some of you ahead. Some of you are going ahead. What are you saying? You're here for a reason. You may feel like you're not worth much. You may feel like that it's all lost. Nobody cares. Can I tell you this morning, somebody down the pew may need your prayer this morning. Right. Somebody down the, down the road may need you this morning. If the Lord sweeps your way, would you pray for them this morning? If he sweeps by and asks, not just your heart, would you come and pray? If you've never been saved, you've been saved this morning. Yeah. Wait on him. Come to him. Talk to him. He'll answer. Stand with us all over the house.